Yo, what's happening? 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 Welcome back to another episode of Dope Discussions with your boy Devin Run D Dennis, alongside my producer Shay McNeil. You won't be able to hear Shay's episode because we have a guest, and because we are finally recording back in person again. Uh, this is my first time seeing Shay since the panorama started. So, but <laughs> because we weren't prepared to record like this, she can't be in this on this episode. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely not taking the blame for this. I'm gonna blame you. They can't see you either. Yeah, you're gonna take all the blame for this shit. Um, <laughs> um but um before we get started, I want to let you guys know we have a guest this episode. Um, the guest is the last time I had to do an introduction for her, I fucked up, and I'm probably gonna do it again. <laughs> um, but um, let's see. My guest for this week is a good friend. Um, I think the last time I performed, I performed with her at USM. She's currently on Comedy Hype. We're going to talk about that. You may have seen her on Laugh Tracks, Kevin Hart's, uh, what was the name of the thing that Kevin Hart did? Heart of the City. Heart of yeah, the City. Heart of the City. Good yeah. branding by Kevin Hart, but I still forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is Rita Brent. You're now staying in Atlanta, right? You... Yeah, oh, I'm in Atlanta. Like... Okay. We moved Rita here Brent. from Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh man, say what's up to the people, Rita. What's up, yo? Appreciate y'all listening to my boy Devron, one of the funniest cats out here. Good man. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so let me ask you this, man. Like I said, the last time I think the last time I even saw you in person was when we performed. So how have you been since the whole panorama started and everything? Like a lot of <laughs> shit has changed since then. Like who would have Yeah, known man. Th- this is like coming up on the anniversary of uh the, the day that I lost all of my jobs, my whole schedule <laughs> was canceled. Um, I remember I had, I was getting ready to travel this coming weekend, this time last year. And I actually, I had a gig with Cedric the Entertainer. I was super, super excited. And then I got the message like, Hey, it's canceled. And then that message just became common for a whole year. So um, yeah, it's been challenging, but I've been doing performances virtually. So I've done about 70 something virtual shows right here in my home office. So I'm still blessed to be getting some kind of work. Virtual shows. So how's that? Because I know for me, I couldn't do it. Like I got offered a couple and I was like, wait, so you telling me I'm going to be like, it's going to they, they literally not going to be there with me. I'm just going to be up telling the jokes and I got to trust that my shit is going to be funny enough to make them laugh. That was- yeah. So that idea that I couldn't do it. I had that idea for maybe five minutes um, after that money stopped coming in. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to adjust and do what is necessary to put uh, food on the table, you know? So um, performing virtually for me is, is, is cool. It's much less pressure than it is performing live. I'll tell you that much, but also the jokes don't work as well uh, live as they do virtually. So <laughs> they, they are two different worlds, but it is, it has been a blessing for me. So I'm, I'm not complaining. Um, so I think you also got married in the midst of the panorama, right? Right. That's crazy. Who does that? You got married. Congratulations. <laughs> I I think this is my first this is our first time talking about it. So congratulations, man. I am happy for you and whatnot. That's a step Thank that you. I'm terrified to take, but congratulations. You terrified and your wife why? are beautiful. 
Huh? Um, why? Why? Because um, my daddy and granddaddy, they all fucked this up. All I saw was failure. So it's like, whoo, I want to do this. And mm. I'm broke and I don't want nobody to take half of nothing. Like that frightens me too. So um, mm. we're just going <laughs> to, we're just going to keep shacking up. We're going to shack up until one of us gets sick of each other. Or until we're like, you know what? Maybe we can do this thing. Yeah. That's- I mean, I think you should, you should think about it. Take your time. This is my second go around. Uh, this is my wife's second go around. The first time we were with men, and now we're with each other. So this, see, this is going to be man it. in the situation. You see how y'all both left and found each other? You see what happened? I'm the person that's going to uh-huh. be left. <laughs> I'm going to be the person that can love. <laughs> yeah, both both of us, uh, we are women in our relationship. You know, people look at us and they're like, well, who's a man? Man, one of us. We, we I, both I, got is vaginas. So- <laughs> Shit, I'm not people the man. I can't be the man. Yeah, I mean, and there are some people who identify as masculine or masculine center you know there are uh categories and things for that but as for me i don't identify that way you know i we operate in love period and we're not concerned with the roles and things like that because the roles that's that's what fucked me up the first time this idea that i had to be a submissive wife and cook and clean and shit i i didn't like all that i just want to fit in naturally in my relationship and that's what's popping now Oh, you know what? Maybe this marriage thing could be for me because we ain't got no roles. Like, I be having to fold up the drawers and shit, like her panties, my drawers. Like, those are my... I do the cleaning and shit sometimes. Yeah. We take our turns, but I can't cook. I can't cook, though. So, like, that's just the part that she's just going to have to do what we're going to starve. Like, I can't I can't really help her there. Um, But before we get too far into this marriage thing, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things before we have to get up out of here. Now, right before we did our show together, like... I want to say that the year prior to that year, like you were start, you blew up on the internet with the prayers, the um, mm-hmm. the the prayers I seen you do it with Ricky Smiley. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of them getting millions of views. Uh, so what? Tell me about that. What was that like? Just going viral. Well, I guess in maybe it was 2016, 2015. It was really hot in Mississippi, and I just remember pulling over and I started praying about it. But it was. A funny prayer you know i was like yo uh the devil say he hot you know um <laughs> take i'm taking off clothes and all of that so i did the prayer and it got like a hundred some thousand views and i was like oh that's interesting i thought people would be more offended and they weren't so i just made it my thing so every time there's a political issue that i want to talk about i'll pray about it but i'll pray to a different jesus like impeachment jesus black history jesus um you know whichever jesus i need to call on <laughs> depending on the issue <laughs> and I don't get many complaints you know now folks are like hey I need you to pray about this pray about that so it's uh it's political satire for the most part I've prayed about student loans all kind of stuff uh, I just never knew that it would it would go this far but that's one of my most popular bits now praying satirically hmm. man I need you to pray for me because I want to get what's your request um Actually, just do a follow up on the student loan thing, just to make sure that he heard you. Just make sure well, we he... close now. Biden <laughs> said he gonna he gonna forgive at least ten thousand, I believe. So, you know what the scripture say? Maybe not the scripture, but it say it may not come when you want him, but <laughs> he'll be there right on time. So it's coming. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm gonna take the ten, and then I'm still gonna owe them niggas what? I, you know what? Let's not talk about that. That is very depressing. I'm um, down to seven, so I'm excited. Oh, you down to seven? Congratulate. Oh, that is seven. Yeah, seven thousand though. That not is seven dollars. Yeah, I know. Seven, that's I know. still a lot. 
I'm about to say, if you don't fucking pay that damn, I would give you the seven for you to be done if that's all it took was seven dollars. I got that, but I'm not gonna pay it if Biden <laughs> gonna forgive it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm paying the minimum right now just in case Biden forgives it within his time frame. You know, it is just deferred off. I can't deal with it at all. It's just deferred. Y'all niggas is never man. Gonna, if I, if I, I had it. two 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 late student loan payments like back in the day and that shit still affects my credit you know so i i encourage people to make sure that you take care of your student loans make a call if you're going to defer all of that like take care of that shit because it'll come back to bite you on your credit if you don't two two late payments is dropping my credit score and i have hundreds that are on time you know what i'm saying so just beware of that hundreds hundreds of student loan payments you're right and yeah. i i should I should. I probably ain't, but I should. I should. Let me ask you this: How did you keep the momentum going? Like after you did the after the the prayers took off, like how did you keep the momentum mm-hmm. going? I saw the music videos and stuff like that. Like how did you go as a creator? If you know what, I'm hot now. I'm about. I'm about. To, I'm gonna keep striking while the iron is hot. How did you do that? Well, for me, I just stay true to myself and my voice. Um, whatever I'm inspired to talk about, that's what I do, and I try not to force it. And that actually probably bites me in the ass that I'm not forcing it uh, because, you know, my content, I don't have a whole lot of content like like some content creators. Um, but for me, I just try to try to stay true to myself and, um, you know, not do things just for the sake of being goofy or just for the sake of being view, uh, ha- having views. I want my my stuff to have a message. Um, and I'm very intentional about that. This is this is my purpose. This is not a hobby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I, I, I'm just trying to tread that line where um, it is entertaining and educating, but at the same time, I'm being smart about the branding and all of that because you'll get left behind, man, if, if you're not up on this social media shit. Like, it's a new day and age. It's not like you can get on late night TV or get on Def Jam and instantly become famous. Social media is the plug. So um, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, man, and stay balanced. Well, I see you. I mean, it started to take off a little bit for you because you got the comedy hype thing. What exactly are you doing with them? On comedy hype, I'm what they call a comedy analyst. So we basically uh, give our perspectives and uh, on everything comedy related. So we've talked about Kevin Hart specials. Recently, we talked about the Coming to America movie. We talk about racial things, uh, political things. So it's like The View, but with comedians. Me, Pierre, Capone two vets in the game uh pierre is the reason i got that gig he saw me performing with ricky smiley in like 2016 and um at the zanies in nashville that was the only time we met and years later four years later he recommended me for that comedy hype gig so shout out to uh, pierre for reaching down and bringing a sister up comedy analysis that is that is a thing I, can you give mm-hmm. me an example of like what that looks like let's use coming to america for example like Mm-hmm. what would the conversation look like, like the conversation just- uh some of the questions we talked about recently were um oh so there was controversy about whether or not eddie murphy was racist for wanting an all-black cast for the original coming to america so we talked about that one of our analysts thought it was racist and i thought it wasn't because i'm like hey we had to create the Wiz because they had Wizard of Oz and they excluded us from that. You know, the Black Panthers aren't racist. The Black Lives Matter movement isn't racist. It's about opportunity and inclusion for us. It's not about superiority and all of that and racism. So that was one of the topics, whether or not a sequel should have been made for Coming to America. We had that conversation and, of course, our actual reactions to the movie. So okay, just a, okay. a multitude of things. We break down okay. the angles. That, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. So when you're breaking down comedy, let's say Kevin Hart's last special. 
Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it at the top of my head, but his last, yeah, no fucks given, zero fucks given. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. you breaking that down, like you break it down like the jokes or like why you found this funny or why you didn't find this thing funny. Is that the way that it works? Yeah, our topic on that one was basically, yeah, was it funny? Um, and I, you know, I, I'm kind of indebted to Kevin uh, because he did <laughs> give me my first TV credit. And I mean, he did it in a challenging time. He did the special during the pandemic and he admitted that he didn't get to work his material like he usually would if everything were open. Um, you know, I don't think it was his his top special, but I think it was still good. And it was a it was a different approach for him material wise. So, you know, I'm kind of like the voice of reason on the show. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't go uh, in on folks because I'm not I'm not trying to burn bridges. I ain't made it yet. I, I get I it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But the reason why I can say, of course, not to that special is simply because seriously funny has probably the funniest joke, the joke that made me say I'm gonna do stand up in it. The um, my mom told me to tell you to my that joke right there was like, you know what? This shit here is different. <laughs> I know oh. that I can do that thing right there that he's doing. I probably can't do it yeah. like him, but I can do it. Like it's, mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. Like commonly analysis. When you said it was just like, my ears went up a little bit because I know actually like to talk about another person's material, it always comes across as if like we hating or mm-hmm. um we just, um, we never liked them or stuff like stuff like that. And it's like, no, nah, bro, we're just critiquing because we want to see each other get better and whatnot. And it seems I mean, to- but there is a there is a, a thin line between critiquing and hating, you know, because if you get on Twitter, nah, some of them, them some assholes, they just hate. Yeah, yeah Twitter <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. You but you're a saying? comic. That's that's the other thing though. You a comic, like you know what it you know what it takes to actually have to sit down and write these jokes and listen to those mm-hmm. jokes and get up and re- and um, revisit them and revise them. You know, you have to do these things. So coming from yeah. you is a little bit different, right? Like if yeah. you were to sit and, down and break and it down. And performing live is one thing uh, and doing a televised special is another. You know, if you, it, sometimes you can see somebody on TV and you're like, ah, okay, that was a cool set, but you see them live and they just kill it because it's a different vibe. There's a different yeah. level of comfort, you know, uh, at a comedy club or at a, at a personal show, you know? So I, I am not as as heavy on people because also I'm still growing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have time to just sit around and criticize folks all the time. That's silly to me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So who is the person that just breaks it down? Like, nah, that shit wasn't. Is there anybody on the show that does that? <laughs> Pierre, like- Pierre, 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 Pierre. <laughs> he is freaking unfiltered and um, he is confident in what he has to say and will not back down. So that's cool because we all have super different personalities. You know, I'm a little more mild and um, I take the, the research fact, fact-based approach. Uh, Capone takes the, the black ownership approach. So the symphony, you know, protect black culture. Same for me as well. But yeah, we all have very different personalities. So it is entertaining. Okay, I get you. I get you. Let me ask you this. This is just a comedy thing. For you, when you see somebody bomb, what is your reaction? I always want to know what another comic thinks when they're watching another comic bomb. Like when you're there <laughs> and you're seeing it. Like when- it's, it's two things. It's like, ah, I've been there before. And yes. the other thing is, the other thing is just don't make eye contact when they come off stage. Yeah. Oh, that man. happened recently. That happened recently, man. Comedian bombed. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a liar. So I'm not going <laughs> to tell you you did a good job when you get off stage because we all know you didn't um and you know if i bomb i'm i'm asking somebody like yo what can i do 
different or what what can I do better to make that joke better but some people you know they just be like all right well they'll get on social media be like I killed it and I'm like I was there no you I, didn't don't, don't <laughs> lie please don't do that yo let me ask you this have you ever seen somebody bomb and you just it's funny to you because for me personally be, mm. when I see somebody bomb there's a there are two things that happens it's either one I have secondhand embarrassment for them that's crazy or two this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's either oh, one yeah. or the other. Have you ever seen somebody bomb and you were just like, this is funny. I should probably remove myself from the room because I'm not, I'm <laughs> going to lose it laughing. They're watching how hard he's bombing or she's bombing. Well, I mean, and, and the good comedians are the ones who are going to address the elephant in the room and talk about themselves bombing. So when, when you can admit that, then we're laughing with you, you know, you bombing. We know you bombing, so we just gonna laugh at you bombing together, you know. <laughs> but it is very uncomfortable to bomb. It's uncomfortable to see somebody bomb. Yeah. But you have to bomb because otherwise you're not gonna know what jokes work. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put it out there and test it to know if it's good. Oh my god, thinking about bombing, I'm just thinking about the my very worst bomb. My 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 what I think is my worst bomb ever. I was on stage and I just forgot my set. And I immediately went, yo, Jay Evan, I think I'm about to bomb, man. <laughs> like I just uh, I cut it yeah. out in the middle of everything. It just went, yo, bro, I think I think this one is done, bro. I think I should come sit down. I think I think we're done here. And I, I still dro- went back I up. dropped the mic. I dropped the mic the time that I bombed, like I dropped it by mistake. I had never done that before. I was so nervous. It was a five-minute set, it was an audition, and I just freaked out, man. And I, I got in my head. I had changed my set that day, which is the stupidest shit you could ever do. And I put in the trying to put the mic back on the stand. I dropped it. And my eight years of doing comedy, that has never happened. So that night still haunts me. <laughs> it, it happened in New York too, in front of like it happened in New York in front of a bunch of comics and industry people. I was like, oh yeah, this shit, I'm finna get canceled or some shit. <laughs> All right. But I got a gig that night. You know what I'm saying? So somebody hey. that night messaged me. He was like, hey, I love just tech. I'm like, okay, ma'am. And you know. It happens. But you know, we way harder on ourselves than anybody else could ever be anyway. So in your mind, dropping yes. the mic is probably the worst thing you've ever done in however many years you've been doing comedy. And for somebody who's just like, oh, she just dropped the mic. But that, the rest of the shit she did was funny. But you know how we can be. We are our own worst enemies when it comes to this shit. Like it's yeah, way yeah. too hard and on that's ourselves. that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing because uh, it challenges you to be better. Yes, so. absolutely. Now, because you are this... You are a person who've now got into politics. I, let me ask you this before we actually dive into the polit- in the political realm. Was it Trump that made you like more like in tune with what was going on around you politically, like watching all of the crazy shit that he's done the last four years? Was that the thing that made you go, I really need to be paying attention to this. And I'm also going to in- yeah. incorporate this into what I'm doing. Yeah, I would say Obama as well. Um, you know, I was in high just school. The, just I was uh, like a freshman in college. So just all the history that came with that I was paying attention then but yeah I really started paying attention um when uh, when Trump got in office because I was just trying to figure out okay well how's he gonna fuck up my life I need to be aware of this um so yeah that was a big thing and I got a whole lot of material on Trump like my material took a took a it was a dent in it when he when he didn't get the president, you know, it ain't, it's not as much material on Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? So if you made a living off Trump and his shenanigans, you kind of like, ooh, what I'm going to do now? I, get, I definitely get that. I don't know why I feel about, well, again, because I was in high school. I didn't really, I didn't really just 
I was too young. I was too busy being young and dumb to really give a damn about Obama the way that most adults did. Like afterwards, I can look yeah. back on it and be like, okay, cool. This is really impactful and this, then the third. But for me in high school, bro, all it was for me was my president is black and my lamb blue, my lambo is blue, nigga. That was pretty much X, that was X. pretty much all Obama had for me. That bro, I remember when they was talking about Obama gonna paint the White House black and shit like that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. those were the type of things that I was concerned with. Obama was gonna be the person that shortened the um work week. By the way, just to, <laughs> to throw out there for the people. Be when y'all ready to ride about this five day work day thing, let me know because I'm I am down to ride. We can overthrow the government, whatever y'all want to do. Not bring, how many days you want? How many days do I, mean, I want? Ideally, yeah. you know what? I think it's reasonable to say four, but ideally, okay. I don't work. I don't work. Capitalism within itself is crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. working in itself, um, that's not a thing that I really want to do. I would like honestly, I like to create dope shit and just go on about my life, like. But because but because we live in a society where hey, if you ain't if you ain't doing nothing, you ain't worth nothing. I can't really just do that thing. We don't well, have. Uh, I don't know about that because that's exactly what I do. I create dope shit and I just go on about my life. I but quit my state. I quit my my good state job with benefits and insurance in 2017, and I never look back. So I'm that person who creates my own work days. I set my own schedule. I wake up when I. I go to sleep when I want to. It's a little more challenging because I have to devote a lot of hours to my work and I dream about my work, you know. But if you want to cre- create dope shit, the, the only thing between you creating dope shit and not is you. Oh, see, you, which true. I don't want to deny what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, you see how you said you create your own work days and stuff like that? For me, mm-hmm. really, I just get up and I make the shit and I be done. Like, I don't want to make no money off of it or nothing. Like, I don't want to have to pay rent. None of that shit, like all of that. So how you go? How you gonna survive if you ain't making money? That's what, what I'm saying. Go, because I live in a capitalism. You gonna buy food and shit with? That's what I'm saying. Because of capitalism, I don't have a choice. Like I don't live in a society where um, I just I can just be here. Like there's no um, no mandatory not mandatory monthly income. What's my man Andrew Yang's thing? Ah, it's slipping my mind. Mm. Ah, the thing where he was talking about he's just gonna give people money every month. Um, pretty much what I my ideally I would like to like see. a stipend, a stimulus, or yeah, what, a stipend, you, you know, a okay. stipend. But ideally, I like a social a socialist society. That would that would be what I would like to live in. Um, mm-hmm. and even then, my contributions to society would have to be not a lot less string, strenuous than it is now. That's what ideally what I would want. Because even well, I'm my sure job, there's a cool. state. I'm sure there's a country that you can accomplish that. I mean, it's cold. All of them are cold. I've looked it up. Every single one of them are cold. It's like being, it's like being Hawaii? in Chicago on like Hawaii. Man, the taxes in Hawaii are crazy, and that's still America. <laughs> if you're in the tourist, you ain't making really well, yeah. you ain't making no money off tourism. True. You ain't making no money. Well, I, I mentioned Hawaii because at some point during the pandemic, they were like paying people to just go there and. And chill. I, I, I and they were that. still I working, that. but I saw that. I saw that. Like a paid vacation, if you will. I mean, I do it. Like, I mean, I gotta work, so I do it. So I, I would have done that happily. Mm-hmm. But since we on the topic of politics, so um, have you been following like politics as closely as you were a couple of months ago? Yeah, I have. Uh, so did you see yeah. that we didn't get the fifteen dollar minimum wage thing passed? I did. I saw that. It was a, a big damn deal. And I was. I was devastated. Thank God for me that I make more than 15 an hour, but I know people that mm-hmm. don't. And this this is another thing. It's like you're gonna you're gonna pay these people seven dollars and twenty-five cents 
and tell them that they got to make three times the month, three times their actual salary to actually get just, just to get an apartment. How? Yeah. Like, and they sleeping on the on the stimulus checks. They sleeping. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know. See, and depending on where you live, like it, it could really suck. Because when we were living in New York, we were paying twenty one hundred dollars for a seven hundred square foot apartment. So as you can imagine, the homeless population is high as hell. You know, like folks out here struggling. It's expensive to get groceries. You know, folks trying to eat right. If you go to Whole Foods, you need a minimum <laughs> two hundred. Easy. Easy. And I'm talking about you ain't finna eat for a week off of that two hundred dollars. You may have you may have two to three days and then you gotta go back. Like yeah, I saw this um it was like a chart no a list on Sean King's page of the Democrats, their net worth and who voted against the minimum wage. And you know, folks are selfish, they're greedy, and it comes down to they just don't understand what everyday people go through because they're in their own political bubble. And they just don't understand people. That's that was my biggest issue with Trump. You know, all, it seems like all he thought about was wealthy folks, wealthy folks and white folks. You know, now the poor white people didn't know that he went fucking with them, but he made them believe he was. You know, yeah, so great marketing. When, when Obama, marketing. when Obama was in office, at least I felt seen. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, for me, man, when I look at this type of thing, like every time they deny these people, anytime they deny poor people money. Including me, I don't want to act like I'm rich or nothing because I get denied money as well when they do this type of shit. Some way or another, always, I'm always going to be affected by it. Um, mm. I think about the money that we spend on like the military and stuff like that. And I know you're a military vet, so let me ask you this. We mm. spend more on our military than the next 26 countries combined and 25 of those countries are our allies. Why? Mm. What's the point <laughs> of spending this much money? And I'm, I make, I'm of the theory of we're not the, we're not living in an era where we're going to war in Afghanistan or with Japan or any of that. Like we're going to like leave the country and go over there and just go to war. I've, at this day and age, I think it's more of like cyber terrorism and shit like that. Of course, you mm-hmm. still would have to have, you know, some set of defense set up, but not the type of money that they spent. They spent one point seven trillion dollars on a fighter jet that didn't work. One point seven trillion <laughs> Like I, when I think about that type of stuff, it's like really infuriating because when the Democrats were running, they were um, running on vote blue if you want the two thousand dollars stimulus checks, if you want the fifteen dollars minimum wage, all this stuff. Now y'all mm-hmm. in. Granted, it's only been a couple of months, but still, we gave y'all the Stim- first two the months. Stimulus check fourteen hundred now. <laughs> exactly. Biden <laughs> says solve for X bitch. Y'all already got six hundred. Okay. Exactly. Six hundred. <laughs> 600 minus 2000 equal what? 1400. Um, you know, I, I think, man, I think people all over the world, uh, and particularly men, are obsessed with war. I think it all has to do with penis measuring and power. You know, it's all about exerting and enforcing some kind of power over somebody else. Um, and, and that's unfortunate. You know, Martin Luther King he became hated when he was advocating against the Vietnam war because he understood that we didn't need to do more violence when we were already dealing with violence in America. You know, we over there worrying about what they doing and we have police brutality right here. You know, we have uh, high homicide rates all over the country. So to me, it's, 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 it's power. Uh, some of these white men just, that's all they they just want to feel stronger than the next person 
And even even they went, they sent this damn robot thing up there to Mars trying to see if people were alive up there at some point. I'm just like, I don't give a shit about that when there's people out here on the street and you spending <laughs> billions of dollars and they're like, but science, but science is going to help us. I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't really see it right now. You know, prove me wrong, but it, it, they, they spent billions of dollars to send that damn robot up there to Mars with a bunch of potholes and shit trying to do, do some stuff. So, you know, I, I don't understand a lot of things that happens um, in America, you know, but all I, all I try to do is my part in my everyday life. You know, I try to do uh, acts of kindness and, and be a good Samaritan because we can't depend on the government to do it. We're going to have to do it ourselves. All right. I agree with that 1000%. Let me ask you this. When the revolution comes, I've already said that I'm going to be lookout. I'm ready. When these niggas is ready to turn, burn this bit down, I'm ready to be lookout. <laughs> Let them know them folks is coming. <laughs> Do you mm-hmm. have a role that you like to have when the revolution comes? <laughs> if you want to be out there passing out water, let niggas be hydrated. <laughs> what do you want to be doing? Well, my wife says she wants to release some pent up frustrations. And, you know, I've kind of liked guns my whole life, even though I'm not a proponent of war too much um you know unless the america is under threat but i don't know i'll probably just be out there shooting some shit i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm just yeah, just to release of- stress man like you know when i go to the shooting range i just release a little stress uh but i i do think that i i do not wish for a civil war or any kind of war especially against black people because we are out overpowered when it comes to weaponry we are outmanned and that's that would just be a lot of bloodshed that I don't think we're ready for. So hopefully we can figure this shit out. Uh, you say you're gonna be out there shooting, right? I, yeah, I, I'll probably. Be I'm, I am like I'm like Jody. From no Baby. I'm like I'm like Jody from Baby Boy, bro. I can't have that shit on my heart. I'm try, but I promise to let y'all know where they at. Y'all shooting? I'm gonna let y'all know where they at. Make sure they are. I mean, I, I gotta defend my castle. I ain't going down without a fight. No, no. no. So you breaking my shit? And no. I ain't even hiding no bunker like Trump did. <laughs> now you break into my shit, that's different. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get guys, you break into my shit. But if I'm if we on if we are starting up the revolution, that's when I want to be lookout. I don't want to be out there. Yeah, I'm more way. of a defender. I don't I'm I i do not want to be the aggressor. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm a that's defend. what I'm saying. I'm t- See, when the revolution starts, we're gonna be the aggressors. And I'm like, cool, I'm gonna be them back. Like they over there to the left. That's where y'all need to be headed. Mm-hmm. Giving giving them niggas. I mean, but when I was in the military, yo, I was I was in the army band, so I was providing entertainment for the <laughs> So real talk, that's probably what I'll be doing, telling jokes and shit. Why right, just making sure they're keeping the morale up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get oh, these jokes, man. get this music, and go back out there and fight. <laughs> All right, cool. So I know you got to go in a few, so we're gonna get ready to wrap this up. And with any anytime we do this show, I always like to know what people are up to, like. There's a segment called Nigga, What You Doing? It's pretty much this. Are you reading anything? <laughs> Do you interview white people? Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, and they just can't say the segment. They just can't say it. Actually, my last okay. guest was Ben. He couldn't say nothing. He just sat there and looked. Okay. Um, but cool. What was I about to say? Um, oh, but it's, you just pretty much go, I'm reading this book. If you're reading the book, I just saw mm-hmm. this movie. If you just saw a movie, um, I'm watching this TV show, listening to this podcast, like whatever you got going. That's just interesting that you want to share with the people mm-hmm. that you that you found interesting that you want to share with the people pretty much. Okay, I am reading Dorothy Heights book. Uh, she's just talking about her upbringing and her work with social work. She's a, a soror. She was a soror. Uh, I'm reading Tommy Davidson's book. 
He has a great story about being thrown in the trash as a young boy uh, by his black mother who was on drugs and a white lady found him and raised him. So his his book is really good. That's my comedy reference right now. I'm about to start reading Cicely Tyson's book. I'm reading Dick Gregory's book, which is Between the Lies, where it's his take on civil rights is factual. Uh, but, you know, he's kind of telling the truth, you know, like he talked about Rosa Parks and uh, why she sat on the bus. She said he said that she told him she was fueled by the Emmett Till murder. And um, yeah, it's, it's just really good. I just finished watching a shitload of stuff, man. I care a lot. Coming to America, um, Billy Holiday versus the United States, Outlander. Uh, so yeah, other than that, I'm just creating music. I'm about to drop a new song called Raised in the Sip as a tribute to Mississippi and my perspective on growing up in Mississippi. So that's the big thing that I have going on. So yeah, reading, watching, trying to be a good wife, all of it. All right. Did you see Judas and the Black Messiah? Did you see that? I did. I did. I did a review what on did you too. What did you think? Ooh, I had a lot of thoughts, man. Um, it's funny that the FBI thought Black Panthers were terrorists when they were clearly maybe still are the terrorists because I also watched uh, the FBI versus Martin Luther King. And yeah, for, for decades, they've just been hunting Black people down uh, just because they can. And that's, that's highly fucked up. Hoover it was pretty much the clan. Um, so I, I, I appreciated uh, the, the creation of Judas and the Black Messiah, but it was really deflating uh, to know that that man went through that and how they demonized the Black Panthers and they still do it, trying to compare us to the clan when we were a response to the clan, trying to protect ourselves. Um, but it was some good acting, man. I think uh, the young man who was in Get Out, his name is escaping me right now. Daniel, Daniel Kalua. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, the other young woman, last name Fisherman, I think, Dominique, she did an excellent job as well. So, I mean, we need to see those stories just for informational purposes. But between that and the Billie Holiday thing and Martin Luther King versus FBI, I, I, I got to detox, man, because that shit is heavy and it scares say, how, me. How are you watching? Like, I can't watch Judas and the Black Messiah, American Skin, and then go watch something on Martin yeah. Luther King and Malcolm X and this. And it's, I, I can't do it. I was just about to ask you, how are you doing it? But I just, you just said you're about to detox. Cause I, yeah, I'm going to have to watch man. a little porn or something in between. Just a little <laughs> porno to cleanse the palate, something. <laughs> Cause I, I did watch American Skin too. And I appreciated that movie, even though I, you know, of course didn't like the way it ended, but I appreciated the conversation, you know? Uh, so I'm just, just glad that black people are able to tell these stories and hopefully it will help bring some perspective and some knowledge to folks who have fucked up narratives about these things, you know, but yeah, you got to detox, man. I mean, black trauma is real popular and people like monetizing it, but I, I just need some breaks. Uh, Cause Billy holiday, that just, that just tore me apart, man. I'm just like, Whoa, okay. I need to see a different side. Like the, the celebratory side. We know the trauma is there, but what about the celebration? I got to um, watch that. I'm not familiar with her story. I'm um, probably going to end up watching that with my girl. I want to watch that. Yeah, this focuses on the song Strange Fruit. And basically, the FBI came after her because they wanted her to stop singing that song. Oh, well, yeah. I kind of. Yeah. That part. No, no, no. This is going. Um, mm -hmm. I, and OK, so pretty much, guys, we're about to get ready to wrap up. But before I do, I'm about to give you guys my Oprah moment. What I've learned in therapy this week. And this week was um, remove your supposed to be's, man. It's OK to hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. But. Get this idea out of your head like I'm supposed, this version of you that you're supposed to be. You are who you are and you are where you are. And that is okay. 
If you want to do a thing, go do the thing. But if you can't get the thing done and the thing don't get done, it does not make you less than, don't make you a terrible person, don't mean you ain't shit, don't mean none of that. Bruh, you are literally living through a global pandemic right now. Like I said, I'm not trying to tell you that you can't do a thing and I don't want to move accountability from a thing. But stop making yourself to be this terrible person because you haven't done a thing. All right? Hmm. And with that being said, guys, I would like to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Rita, for being here. And thank you for sure- having me. Yo, tell your folks, follow me at Rita Brink Comedy and download all that good stuff. Yes, sir. At Rita Brink Comedy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My new show, The Rita Brink Report, is on YouTube. So subscribe to that to get your news delivered to you in a funny and musical way. And I appreciate it, man. Download my music, Raised in the Sip. Can you rock me like a pothole? Kamala, all of that stuff. All right. And make sure you follow the show. Thank you again, Rita. Follow the show at Dope Discussions on everything. Follow me at Just Call Me D on everything. And yo, guys, remember this. No matter what you do, be true to you. We up out of here. Peace. Peace.